0: Today is Thursday, September 30th. What I wanted to discuss today is the Avengers movies. Um, You know what I hate when people are like, I'm going to bring this up later down in the podcast, and then they don't do it. So I mentioned the Avengers movies yesterday in my discussion of the MCU fatigue. And for a long time, I've been thinking about how to rank the movies right every movie feels so special like it's one build-up after another but we all know that only one of them can be the best movie so i'm going to describe what each movie means to me and then i'll rank them at the end of all this the first avengers wow what a movie I mean there's there's just so much to love in that movie. It's so much magic, so many people giving their best performances seeing Iron Man and the Hulk Hawkeye Black Widow Captain America Thor. There had never been anything like this before, right? And I said yesterday that I, yesterday that I didn't know a single one. Well, we all knew Iron Man. Everybody watched the first Iron Man. But I didn't even know that the MCU was a thing. Then I watched that intro, right? The the image that stays, I think, in everybody's head is that beautiful 360 pan around the Avengers where where they first assemble. That shot is so iconic, so beautiful that, that it... it encapsulates the entire first movie right a set of reluctant heroes who shouldn't work well together right one of them's too angry the other one's too arrogant the other one is a goody two-shoes one of them's a giant spy really the only one that's kind of normal in in that movie is Hawkeye right he's just chilling then there's loki. loki seemed like a good villain for that. just because we already know who he was, we knew that he wanted power and tired power. but also he's just like, okay, he's just trying to take over the world. the the thing that i love the most about it though is that that scene where everybody's getting angry and turning on one another. Which, to that point, I never thought that heroes could argue, right? Everything's figured out through diplomacy, if you're a superhero. That scene is so interesting to me. The way that the camera moves around, pans, and then the Tesseract reacts to everybody's anger. I think it's uh, the moment that Phil Coulson dies is their call to action. The hero is called to be bigger than themselves. And they do it, despite the fact that Iron Man and Captain America don't agree the Hulk can't control his powers at all. thor is Thor is just Thor. Um, and we get the introduction of Hawkeye and Black Widow, M- mainly Hawkeye because he never really he only had a small cameo. then they they all come together for that reason the magic comes from it never being done before and the classic costumes i think i like the costumes except for captain america's it just it feels like they bought it at a halloween store for reals. but every costume feels so original to the the first like set of comics so i really love that movie and From there, has it been home run after home run? Um, No, it has not. Because then there is Age of Ultron. And when I think about Age of Ultron... uh, I think it's the, the black sheep of the MCU. Because even in the first movie, we knew that Thanos was involved... In sending Loki there. But. In the second movie. It just feels like.
1: In the grand scheme of things.
0: <clears throat> there. they're just not moving. In the direction of the infinity saga. I thought Ultron was an interesting character. Because. His motivation was to pr- protect the earth. But the definition of protecting to him was destruction um i forgot who voiced him but the, the voice was incredible uh i think it was the guy from the office the, guy, the the boss nobody likes but he was it was such a scary voice and it fit the ultron character so well there were so many action scenes the hulk buster that was absolutely like wow i never thought i would see this and, and it happened it was really really cool to see The introduction of two new Avengers was also neat. But, I don't know. I feel like X-Men's Quicksilver is a little bit better than the MCU Quicksilver. Just a personal opinion. And uh, Vision. Vision fits in so well. I think that the chemistry between Vision and Ultron was something I could have seen a little bit more of. They're two they essentially have the same mission but two different approaches one of the cuts that i saw where vision was introduced but he's more aggressive and fighting uh, as opposed to the film cut where he's confused and not knowing where he's at yet he fights the avengers still to, to some point but kind of relaxes when he sees the nightscape was, I think, a bit more true to the character. I think my favorite scene from all of Age of Ultron was where they're just chilling in the patio. It's Movies like Avengers is always about fast-paced action, constant dialogue, and, you know, that, that scene is like a nice breath of fresh air. ...in between everything. I don't think even the Avengers... ...the first Avengers... ...did that. Like that moment to breathe. I think it's just a really... ...just like a fun scene, you know? I don't see any other... ...any other Avenger movie... ...trying to do that. Because, hey, you gotta establish this... ...you gotta establish that... ...you gotta go for the next thing. Then... ...you know, of course... ...the bad guy wants to destroy the world... Um, But I don't think it added anything. If I were to go back in time and suggest a storyline, it would definitely be the Children of Thanos. I feel like they were wasted in Infinity War. They were killed off so fast. They were not introduced. We kind of know who they are, but we really don't. Um, And it's just not... I feel like that was a wasted avengers movie age of ultron is absolutely the biggest waste in my personal opinion then there's the what what every avengers movie runs into is the problem of the big cgi fight and this part of the marvel fatigue it's just big cgi fight big cgi fight uh, with a bunch of like disposable characters right um no Marvel movie escapes this. Some do it better than others. But I don't think that 85% of them do. Which is a very low rate. Then there's Avengers Infinity War. That was an absolutely amazing movie. You know, they had so many characters finally built up. They had the Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, the Avengers, Spider-Man. People love Spider-Man. So... I just just the fast pace. It wasn't just action after action, but dialogue, the 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 way that the Guardians of the Galaxy interact with Tony Stark and Peter Parker and Doctor Strange. The color grading, man, I cannot get over how beautiful the I think this is like one of the better composed Avengers movies. This is also a problem with the MCU. There's no detailed the composition is very rare that there's beautiful composition and I think that they hired the same guy who did District 9 which is an absolutely incredible movie too I wish that that movie would be revived Uh, but the composition is just so heavily improved upon that I wish they did it more my favorite color grading scene in the entire Infinity War was where the cloak of levitation is with peter parker in iron man i just look at iron man's suit and it's glowing and it's this beautiful blue it's just so stunning the cgi fight between thanos and doctor strange I i was just like blown away like why wasn't the rest of the movie like this right uh but the way that the heroes combine their powers they work off one another, um, and I think at this point the writers and directors know that a lot of these characters work better when they complement one another as opposed to one of them having every single power. It's better to have a little bit of, you know, like you. if everybody was Thor, it would not be an interesting movie in my opinion. Like, why would every... Okay, you can fix every single problem. What is the... what What's the problem here? So, I really love that. And I think they really nailed that in uh, Infinity War. I think they did it better with Team Iron Man than Team, Team Cap. It just feels so much more fun with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, there's... <laughs> Peter Quill definitely needs to turn his stripes back. I hope they address that in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But it's just so much fun. So well paced. A very tight script. Very tight movie. If this was your first Avengers movie. You were probably blown away by just how beautiful it is. Um, what's my favorite part of this? The entire movie. I think we can all agree that it was Thanos, right? Thanos is so incredible because his mission has zero to do with the Avengers. The Avengers are nothing to him, which is rare, right? Everybody on planet Earth knows who who the Avengers are. They fear the Avengers. But to Thanos? What? They They don't care. He doesn't care. He has a clear mission to, you know destroy half the universe, get rid of it. And the Avengers are just a stepping stone. They're nothing to him. They, he doesn't care who they are. He knows he's going to win. And he knows he's right. And he thinks he's right. He's a, he's a maniac. Which I think is the more interesting part about Thanos. And I wish they would write more characters like him going down the line. And I think they, they did that with Shang-Chi. I think it was a great movie. Because the father is not looking to, you know, destroy the world. He's just looking to get his wife back. Uh, I think they're getting a little bit better. But definitely, uh, Infinity War is so, so amazing. Like, that's what you think of a comic book movie when you're generating it in your head. Lastly, Avengers Endgame. Uh, You know, it's a very interesting movie. I went to go see it six times in the movie theater. The first time I saw it, it was that last hour blows me away every single time. It's a well deserved last hour where everybody gets their time to shine. But the first hour of the movie feels like they're not really doing anything, you know, they're just kind of moping around. Uh, they do kill the really good developed Thanos, which to me was a little surprising because. That's who we're attached to. That's the motive, the motivation. But they just get rid of him so easily. Uh, Thanks to Captain Marvel, I guess. And all the Avengers teaming up. But it just seemed like such such a waste to develop something, such an incredible villain, and then get rid of him in the second part of the movie. And then be like, we're going to introduce a younger version of him when the audience doesn't know about the younger thanos let let me point out the really big problems. Though, uh again this is all my personal opinion but i just really dislike the way that they handled the hulk um i just don't like that it's just kind of a joke he's just like a joke like oh we, I just kind of figured it out how to talk to the really angry Hulk and became Professor Hulk. They were just saying it; they didn't show it to me. Then there's, there's a lot of that going on in this movie. Uh, I really love Ant Man, but that scene where he's strolling through the San Francisco streets and then goes to the memorials felt like a giant waste of like what four minutes. Uh, I love Paul Rudd. I think he, he brings a lot of good stuff. I think this is one of his better MCU movies, but it's just like, did we really have to waste time on that? Then there's, uh, the problem with Thor. Thor is an interesting one because I didn't really like him in the first two movies. I don't think anybody did. Um, he was okay in Avengers, the first one, and Age of Ultron. I think he was a little bit more suited, too. But after Ragnarok, I feel like he had this tremendous growth. Then it was all kind of taken away, and it was just a joke, and he's fat. Like, we get it. Um, I think it was interesting the way that he handled his loss. The, The way that he, you know, drinking and stuff. I thought it was super interesting, but to just make him fat, it's like, okay, then the jokes run off. And I think one of the problems that all all these Marvel movies run into, especially Avengers and and Endgame, where it's supposed to be a very serious moment. Um, It's all the side jokes. Like, can we have a moment to have a serious moment? And I I know they do this for the audience, uh, but the The speech before the speech that Captain America gives before they answer the time travel machine um the, then ant man's like he's pretty good at that right and then uh rocket is like, yeah, yeah he is, so you could have cut that out and it would have been an amazing speech to the to this incredible soundtrack gotta say that soundtrack never gets old too, but it's always gag. Right? Like you cannot have a serious moment anywhere in these movies. And I, as like a someone that's like a little bit older, it's like, no, give it give it time to breathe and digest and just let it sit and let it be serious, right? But they're trying to target every single one of the audiences. Um and that just gets obnoxious. Also, Tony Stark figuring out time travel in one night. Like, did the man not come up with that idea before would've been more interesting to see him struggle to find time travel for five whole years. Uh, that, in in my opinion, would've been more interesting. He's this sleep deprived, crazy person trying to figure out time travel. Then, you know, Ant-Man comes in uh, because the Rat Avenger saved him. And he brings this information to Tony Him figuring that out in one night is so... That's like figuring out the cure for every disease ever within one night. Which is not humanly possible, right? So that's where it gets annoying too. The time travel aspect... I feel indifferent about time travel movies. Yes, some of them do them quite well. But others really don't. And, you know... I don't know how to feel about the Avengers handling it. Clearly they have that scene where Dr. Strange says, you know, there's only 14 million possibilities. I mean, I've seen 14 million possibilities, but we only win one. So that means every possibility that an audience member thinks of is like, Oh, they must've done it, but it didn't work. Right. So very clever writing on that. end. but I still don't, I still don't like that first half the second one is just pure you know fan service which i you know i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing fan service like it it's always been about the fans right like you you see them cheering and being happy about these characters so i really don't see the harm in some fan service which is you know we've been along with these characters for so many years that it just makes sense to do so. <clears throat> yeah, the, that that second half feels just like, wow, we, we've been here. We've been through the ride. We've seen it all. And yeah, I think that the way they handle time travel, indifferent about it. But certain aspects really do work. Uh, there's that heartbreaking scene where Steve is looking at Peggy and it's like, dang. Like halfway through the movie, you realize this guy gave up his whole life. In service of his nation. And he never got what he wanted. Uh, you know, when you first watch the movie, right? If you've been following along, it's like, dang. This freaking sucks. Like, imagine seeing that. So, and th- to some extent it feels like it's uh You yeah, know, just a little bit kind of a slower movie as compared to Infinity War. Then we get back, uh, and I think Thanos is... Kind of a problem, too. This Thanos is not the Thanos that we know. This is a much younger, more boring Thanos. Younger. Um, and he... There's no villain. Like, really, it's a race against time. But they have time travel now. So there's kind of infinite amount of time. Right? That's kind of how it works if you have a time machine. uh, So... Yeah, there's no villain for like two hours. We clearly know who it's going to be, right? But it just feels so weird that Thanos is not the same Thanos that we know. Um, There's this one scene that really bugs me, though, <laughs> which is where uh, War Machine, where Ant-Man is trying to save War Machine and Rocket, uh, and Ant-Man's like, I got you. And then it kind of skips over to where War Machine gets his new suit. Where does he get that new suit from? Someone please explain this to me. Where does he get this new suit? That is one of the most obnoxious scenes, in my opinion, that they threw in there. It's like, dude, what? you could have cut out Ant-Man earlier and you could have put the War Machine getting his new suit. But yeah, that's that's annoying. The big CGI fight, well worth it. mm Fat Thor, hilarious when they, you know, where Thanos kind of tries to break Tony's back, which you think he would be able to do, but not. So, yeah, Thanos. There's no villain, and it's not our villain that we uh, that we see. But that ending is absolutely amazing, in terms of. Like the final I think there's quite a few endings to the movie, right? Because they're establishing more and more. Uh also the Loki scene. The Loki where the part where Loki escapes, like the if you see the guard on the right, he looks so CGI'd in, it's obnoxious. It's like worse than the uh uh Bruce Banner head floating in Infinity War. Like Oh the god, that was so bad. Who thought that was a smart idea? So that's the that's a criticism. Uh well yeah, Thanos is kinda of boring in that. And it's not definitely not my favorite. <laughs> Infinity War I mean uh Endgame is not my favorite. I think it's an amazing amount of work that went into this. A lot of people went into this movie and it and it works, right? Um so yeah, there's the very end, right? Where the writers showed Peggy and the, the amount of cameos, too. The amount of people that came back to do this movie is absolutely amazing, too. Uh, you know, you just see so many people you recognize and like, wow, it's that guy. So, yeah, it's an amazing culmination of organization, logistics, artistic vision, and, you know, having a, a great leader. Uh, Kevin Feige is definitely an interesting guy, and I love to see what he does in a day to managed so many properties but yeah it's endgame is not my favorite avengers movie so uh this is this is quite the long podcast because i i've been along like many of us on this ride so here goes the ranking all right so age of ultron i feel like people knew it's number four on my list um wasted potential most definitely just come on. We could have gotten a movie about the children of Thanos. That would have been more exciting. Um, number three, Avengers and uh Endgame. It just it just did not live up to what I wanted. Too many jokes, not enough seriousness. Uh why is Gamora? Oh wait, not Gamora, uh, what's the blue lady? You know who she is. Uh, Why is she on the same Wi-Fi network as her past self? Makes absolutely no sense. Why was this never explained before? She runs on Wi-Fi. So, I've explained the reasons why Endgame is not one of my favorite. It's not my favorite Avengers movie. It's not even number two. Number two, the original Avengers. It's just pure magic. Pure cinematic magic. It captures comics in such a realistic way and yeah so it's number two and number one is infinity war so many good things wrapped into one the pacing the dialogue the way the bounce powers off one another the fact that the villain wins the villain wins it's just like wait what this is a hero's story the hero is supposed to win but they don't Uh, I think they kind of goofed up when they uh, announced Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home. But it worked. It all worked. Even with franchises like the Guardians of the Galaxy coming in together. You know, they all have their problems. One of them being the big CGI fight at the end where they don't fight people, they just find generic monsters. So, they all have their problems. But Infinity War feels so tightly made with so much action, dialogue, and beautiful grading and composition that, oh man, I could watch that movie so many times. And I have. Trust me, I I wish I saw Avengers Infinity War six times in theaters instead of Endgame because it's, you know, seeing it on your screen is not the same, right? But all I know is people are passionate about this franchise. They, They look forward to it. Um, they nerd out about it. And it's just cool to know that other people are into the same things you're into. And comic book debates get super heated sometimes. So that's those are my thoughts on that. Um, feel free to send me an anchor message or tweet at me. Uh, always happy to talk about any particular topic. But yeah, that's it for this one. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, YouTube, and on your Podcast platform of choice. Bye.